Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And welcome back to Notorious by Chance, the audio edition where we review our movies. It's been a while since we've done this. I had to skip town for a little bit. I don't want we don't, we want to give you guys a good audio product. So we're here, and we are here with a, another double feature. We haven't done a double feature in quite some time. It's been the last week. Is it literally Armageddon Deep Impact? No, 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 because we did Menace to Society and... Uh, oh, yeah, Boys, Boys in the Hood. Hood. Totally forgot that, yeah, yeah. We did, so this yeah, is our so third? We, we, we did, no, it's our fourth, because we also did Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation. Oh, my Lord. Boy, you, you're you good with them stats, man. Wow, that was that's <laughs> great. Look at that, on, on the on the call like that, man. Woo! Yeah, like I, I, I think that I think that's it. I don't think we've done it. We've done another one. So like either way, it's, yeah. it's the first one we've done in a while. Uh, so we decided to do a copycat double feature. Same, same in the vein of Armageddon, in which we look at two movies that came out in a similar time frame that uh, were, you know, pretty. It's like, huh? Wait a minute. This looks this looks familiar. I've I've seen this before. Yeah. You ain't tricking me again. Uh, so which uh, there are a couple different double features we could have done. The white guys you voted for. The one you voted for is the magic double feature, which is uh, the Prestige and the Illusionist. Mm-hmm. So uh, real quick, uh, yeah. So both these came. So uh, uh, pop quiz, hot shot, Russell. Uh, so uh, both these came out in the year two thousand six. Which one came out first? I think it was the Illusionist came out first. It was the Illusionist that came out yeah. in August. Uh, Prestige came out in October of two thousand six. Yeah. Weirdly one, enough, though, we actually—wow, this is weird. We actually got the prestige first. Like, we got it before Nolan's native country of England, which is really crazy. You think if it would have been, especially because he was already kind of on the map. Well, yeah, no, this is this is post. This is the year after Batman Begins. After so, like, Batman Begins, yep. We knew who this dude was, and then and yeah, this is the thing. This is another mention. Uh, yeah, Prestige, directed by Christopher Nolan. This is the first Nolan movie we are taking the time to look at on this yeah. show. And it's not even getting into an episode, which I think is kind of funny, but that's what it is. Oh, uh, we've been so, teasing. Yeah. We, we we could. There's so many ideas, but we've been teasing that we don't get into the obvious choices. You know what I mean for our polls, uh, which is fine. Um, but uh, yeah, this is yeah our our first Nolan one, and this is another people keeping track at home. This is another IMDb top uh, two fifty uh, installment here too. Um, the illusion is on top on the top two fifty. It is not, but uh, it's not okay. absolutely, but. We'll talk about it later. Uh, there's there's no reason why it, it couldn't be, you know. But we'll talk. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and we had the Illusionist, which was directed by Edward Berger. Like I said, that one came out first. Uh, both these did actually pretty identical in terms of both uh, critical response and audience and you know audience response. Uh, uh, Illusionist made uh, eighty seven point eight million on a budget of sixteen and a half, so that yeah. made money profit. Yeah, it, it was it was it was profitable. Uh, meanwhile, the prestige uh brought in 109 against a budget of 40 million dollars, so still profitable. Still and profitable, both yeah. have nearly identical Rotten Tomato scores as of right now, they're both in like the mid 70s. And I mean, and, and honestly, and then this is a little disclaimer if you guys have not watched any of these films, watch the movies before you listen to this because the movies yeah, have like we, we are, we are you, absolutely in this. And, and and honestly, these are these are really two good films that really need your you know respect to just command the attention to watch it because yeah it's there there's twists and turns we don't want to give that to people that haven't haven't watched it but I mean you've you've had uh, almost uh, twenty years you know yeah, the, hell you been, the hell you've been doing you know yeah so so you know what we usually do on the show we have to go over the films in their entirety given that we're looking at two we're not going to do that today instead what we're going to do is we're just going to you know, just 
talk about element by element. Just compare, compare, contrast. See what 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 one does differently than the other. What 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 these do the same. There's not yeah. there's not a ton of crossover there, but we are just going to compare the two and just see which one which one comes out on top between these two films. So okay. let's talk about what what these two movies have in common. Again, it came out in 2006. Both are late sent uh late 19th century movies about the world of magicians. Yeah. Uh, the Prestige takes place in uh, I believe I believe it's England. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, London. I'm pretty yeah. Sure it's England, uh, yeah. 1890s London is about two magicians uh, go uh, going head to head just to see like who is the best. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the press, uh, I'm sorry, the Illusionist uh, takes place in uh, some similar setting in Vienna, and is about a it's, that one's actually more of a love story between this Illusionist and this long time this long flame that he had who's who's highborn and yeah. where, where he is not. Yeah. So uh, let's just be honest. Let's let's, just, let's look at okay. First of all, let's look at. I, I got five categories here. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk them each out. First awesome. of which is the protagonist. So it's kind of difficult to talk about. It's kind of difficult to talk about it in each, but I do think we can do it because, like, you know, we're two. Uh, we're going like two versus one, but I think it's like two versus two, and I'll get to why in a second. So That's fine. in the press, we have two magicians: Angier, played by Hugh Jackman, and yeah. Borden, played by Christian Bale. Yeah, and Christian Bale. This was coming off of Batman Begins, so he already worked yeah. with Nolan before, and I think that I think that he had to con- he had to convince Nolan to cast him in in this movie. I'm not mistaken. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, but I mean, it obviously pays off because I don't really think anybody. Uh, he already knew, obviously Nolan. So to me, it's like he already yeah. had that rapport with him. Um, I think he, he already knows kind of what Nolan demands for his actors, actresses. Um, I couldn't really see anybody else sneaking this one out I, I i think this is a perfect christian bell film yeah you know what on, I mean? the, on the other on the other side we have uh eisenheim the illusionist played by edward norton but mm-hmm. i also want to throw the cop in there the chief inspector Ull, played by paul giamatti the yeah. reason i say this is because a lot of focus in the illusionist is actually devoted to the cop investigating eisenheim yeah so I, i'll yeah it makes sense so yeah, so let's talk. Let's talk about the, the two. The two men, the prestige, real quick. These two are excellent together. I mean, we want to talk about a clinic of fucking acting. I mean, Jackman yes. and Bale. I mean, it's these guys. This is a good character study, I think, too. Um, just Absolutely. how deep, how deep uh, one wants to one up the other one. Um, that's why I think, as a as a movie, I think this one more it digs deeper into that as opposed to the illusionist. Um, but uh, yeah, the two main, I mean, these guys, uh, Hugh Jackman, obviously uh, this is where we kind of really showcase how good he really is. Um, I know. I, I, I want to throw this. I want to throw this out at you. So like yeah. this was, this was Hugh. I want to pull it up real quick. Cause I want, I want to just show. I, I want to get this right because this, this shows the kind of actor Hugh Jackman was. Yeah. So, 2006, he had X-Men The Last Stand, Scoop, yeah. The Fountain, The Prestige, Flushed Away, and Happy Feet. Uh, that's six fairly different movies. Six different I always, genres, Hugh yeah. Jackman, I think, is one of the most versatile actors in Hollywood. I think he's yeah. the most talented actor in Hollywood because he's a guy who can literally do just about anything you ask him to do. And I think this, this is the year that I think really kind of showcased literally what I think what, what, what a gem this guy was going to be moving forward he wasn't just you know logan wolverine um you know from the x-men uh, this guy like like you said uh scoop woody allen movies oh, by the He's way, working. Scoop, another another magic movie which also shared a cast with the prestige which we'll talk about in a second 
Scar, yes, yeah, Scar. That's right. Um, fantastic, but a great movie nonetheless. Uh, uh, Woody Allen film, but he worked with all these. I mean, look at all these guys he's working with. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, do you work with George Miller, Woody Allen, and Christopher Nolan in the same year? I mean, and and but again, this just showcases. I mean, he's a fantastic actor. I mean, I don't think you know. Obviously, a show favorite. We love him. Um, and then you have him with Christian Bale. I mean, like this. Yeah. This movie is just. And then. Nolan coming off Batman Begins. I mean, just really showcasing, really cementing in even more. This guy was going to be a filmmaker for years to come, and his movies were absolutely going to be like a uh, a spectacle, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I do think that this has a very similar, and I bring, I bring this up all the time because I do think it's like the, the textbook example of it, where like you watch and like you realize just how much this movie is just like just two men reading journals. It really is. And then, so keep in mind, okay, so now. I did see both these movies in theaters. Both of them were obviously different, though. The Illusions I end up catching at a discount theater, a second-run theater, because I uh, really didn't hear a whole lot of marketing, obviously, about The Illusions. You know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, but they only know that because of the fact that The Prestige came out the same year, and they're kind of pretty much like your Armageddon, your Deep Impact, you know, your Volcano, your Dante's Peak, uh, your Yin and your Yang. You know what I mean? Um, and then The Prestige I saw – in theater, I, I think at, at at a you know regular first run theater, um, but seeing these movies, man, like for so so much time apart from watches, and like what you said, uh, it's 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 two guys reading a journal. I have yeah. to like I had to like step back for a second. I'm like, wait, he's in jail. What the fuck? Like I had to like you. There's more thinking involved in the Prestige than the Illusions. The Illusions moves more linear, I think, but uh, the Prestige really have to kind of pay attention more too you know what i'm saying yeah i I think but um it's still like just a really yeah yeah and well like and the reason i bring that up is because i i kind of equate this like like a like a heat type relationship where yeah they're well they're never on screen much but like you always feel the presence of the other in in like their own life i think i think that's just a brilliant way to go with these two characters and like what you said where does it get to pay attention that there are i think i think someone counted up there are like 140 different time jumps in this movie yeah, and, and then the, that you that, can have yeah. all that, and you can still follow the movie. I think the testament to Nolan as a filmmaker. Oh, absolutely! But it also requires that type of filmmaker to like. You also have to be the a, a, an audience to to catch that too. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, 140 different time jumps. Um, but then, as I'm watching it, you kind of slowly get more comfortable with how the the story is being unfolded. Um, as you're watching it, even till the end, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. it, it, it's but when 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 it's done, you're like, like fuck, this is like like wow, like how like what a film this this is very underrated. I, I'll say that this is a super underrated Nolan film. I know it gets overshadowed a lot with Inception. Um, you get a lot of people that love Interstellar, um, but I do think the Prestige is one. I think is super super underrated Nolan film. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, that yeah. more after. But then yeah. looking, looking over at uh, Eisenheim and Ull and the Illusionist, okay. I, this doesn't hinge as much on the dynamic between the two of them. No. It's more like you know we we get eyes we get Eisenheim's backstory, yeah. and like it's, it's a fairly captivating backstory. Like he's he was born for he was born from nothing. He fell in love with someone who was like like high born. She was a royal. Yeah, uh, didn't work. So he went on to be his illusionist, and that's basically all the development we get from him in the movie. Uh, yeah. Ool is just like your, your pretty standard cop. So I think if we're going, look, these are t- the, the they're two great actors. Edward Norton and Paul Giamatti are both fantastic actors. For I sure. just don't. I just think that again, like Eisenhower gets a lot of backstory. Ool does not, and I think that's that's yeah. what 
again, in this category, because we're, we're uh, in this category, I gotta give the point to the prestige. Oh, I mean, it's not even close. Uh, yeah, because of that, because there's two stories you're getting, though, you're only getting really one full one, like you said, Eisenheim, uh, Edward Norton story. Edward Norton, I think, is absolutely fantastic in this film. Um, he is very good, yes. And Giamatti is but he feels more he feels more ethereal than these than uh, the two in the the two in the prestige, whereas like, you know, like he feels like so like of a different plane of existence, sort of. And, but I think that core of that kind of grounded sense that the prestige magicians have makes them more relatable as characters and it gets you more invested than his characters. No, I completely agree. I mean, but still well acted, both completely well acted. So I mean, yeah, but if if I'm going overall like kind of what you said with character wise i mean that's it's the prestige for sure absolutely uh but you know the the, the protagonist is just the is you know that's just that's just the, the piece of it we also look, gotta look at the cast around us we'll talk about the illusionist first the illusionist guy we got we talked about you know edward norton paul giamatti but you know uh as his romantic interest we have uh jessica beale which is an interesting <laughs> casting choice yeah, but but again, she was you know sought after too because look, I mean, she's the the main the main uh, woman, and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. So she was Gross. still uh, she was also in the 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 bomb stealth. Uh, not to oh, be confused. God, I forgot about stealth. Come on, you can't forget stealth. Uh, Incub- Incubus song, fantastic song though. Um, anywho, yeah, it just she was big in the early like mid two thousands, man. And she was kind of just kind of just saw herself. Beat it up. Yeah. Just, Faded away. Yeah. Uh, and as the villain, you got Rufus Sewell in a role that I'm pretty sure this dude could play in his sleep. Like, this, is, so this is the kind of thing Rufus Sewell just did. Oh, it's just, you You look at him and you're like, oh, that guy, he's a bad guy. You absolutely already know going, like, you don't even need to know, like, his other movies. You just, he has that look. He has that knack of playing those asshole yeah. characters and he does it perfectly. I think we're both going to give the points to the prestige on this one because the, pre- the oh. supporting cast for the prestige, my God. I'm not like Rebecca Hall. Come on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Scarlett. Michael Caine, Scarlett Johansson, Piper Parabo, Rebecca Hall, David Bowie, who was Nolan's on. only choice to play the role of Tesla. Fantastic. You even have Andy Circus. Come on. I mean, dude. Andy Circus, oh. Niles from The Nanny. So good. So, oh, just so, so good. Yeah. yeah this, is, this is like, an incredible this is an incredible cast and not one actor is like wasted like everybody gets like an important piece of the story no, everybody and- factors into it and like everyone is just giving like these everyone is bringing their a game in this movie oh for sure uh i really really like andy circus in this film he's yeah. really good i, I like absolutely him too, I, love, I love bowie man i love bowie as an actor Bo- bowie's awesome not a whole lot of screen time in it but uh definitely makes an impression you stop and you listen when he's talking. Um, yeah, just the the cast absolute prestige. That's seriously did there. Uh, oh, I, I, I thought you were calling them prestige, but yeah, like as far as supporting cast, we gotta give the <laughs> extra prestige. Oh, for sure. It's not. It's not even close. No, exactly. Uh, up uh, next category we're gonna be looking at is the magic. So the magic, so the magic is actually portrayed very differently between both movies. Whereas yeah. in the prestige, everything's about, you know, it's about the, it's about the fallacy. It's about like trying to figure out like how these things are done. The process it's, 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 more, giving yeah. Giving the audience a peek behind the curtain yeah. until we get, until, you know, like it's, and it's grounded until it is. And we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But yeah, uh, there's, there is that. 
Uh, whereas the illusionist has more of a focus on being more fantastical. Like the things that Eisenheim is able to do are just like, like holy shit! How like how like you you kind of like in the shoes of the inspector in that case, where you're just like, how is he pulling this off? Yeah. No, I, I I agree. Completely different ways that magic is the uh, the center of attention and in, in, in film. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. They're both portrayed so differently. Uh, I think that it's it's it it is tough. This like probably the toughest category we have we have so far because I do think that a lot of what we see in the prestige is actually really fascinating. Like seeing the inner workings of like the, the magician, the the magician, like, mag- like magician act. Yeah, like to see how they are pulling off the impossible, you know, or the the um, the sleight of hand, so to speak, which you really do see. Um, you see more behind. It's more of a behind the scenes look at it. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. you're getting a little bit more than the illusionist gives you. You know, but I think that's what was what I think gives the illusionist the edge is the fact that yeah. like, we like they never seem like that interested in explaining what's going on. We'll talk about, we'll no. talk about that in a second. No, they never seem that interested in explaining like- what's going on. Which means yeah. that he does these like incredible things. You're just like holy, and you're just like taking it. He just does them, and he just does them. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'll agree with you on this one. With with the, the the sense of magic or the the theme of magic in the film is done better in the illusions because of the fact that we don't know how it's done. No, absolutely. So I actually, yeah, this one I will get the point to the illusionist. Yeah, um, I, I do. I, I but I will go to bat and say that I do like the way that Nolan explains. How these two magicians do oh, yeah, their, no. this is their, fascinating. their magic. We're going to yeah. get into that right now because the next category yeah. we're looking at is the twist. And like, funny enough, like again, they, another thing that they both movies have in common, they both have a twist ending. And they're both, so, I mean, they're fantastic twists, both of them. And they're both original, both fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They're also both based on books. We didn't mention that. But so, yeah. Uh, so, like, if you haven't seen, the, if you haven't seen these movies, this is your Please. chance to turn yeah, away and just go watch them. Like, we, are go- yeah. we are going to give, the, give away the twist of both these films. And so let's start whole... with let's start with the illusionist. Okay. So, so again, so just really brief plot summary. The illusionist centers on the romance between Eisenheim and this Duchess played by, played by Jessica Biel. Uh, he again, he he they were together as kids. He went away for a while. He came back. They met again. He find out that he that she's uh, supposed supposed to marry this. Uh, I think I think what was he a count? Is he a? It was basically a, a well to do. Yeah, I think he was a count. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Trying to, uh, trying. Oh, he's a crown prince. Crown prince. Crown prince. Okay, yeah. He's, but he's but the royalty. Crown prince. Yeah. They want to be together, but and by the way, crown prince who has a reputation for being pretty cruel with his with his women. That's yeah. important. Yeah. So, the, yeah, they're 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 engaged. They're engaged to be together. Uh, she wants to be with Eisenheim. Uh, she tries to break it off with Prince, but then she is murdered. Mm-hmm. And she's she's murdered. There's no sus. There's no suspects. That's when he starts doing more shows, and we see that he can actually contact the dead. One yeah, of the spirits he contacts is so is Sophie, yeah. Jessica Biel's character, yeah, who's who starts to implicate uh, the Crown Prince in his act in 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 the act. Yeah, uh, he gets arrested. He gets off. Then the cops are putting together these pieces that you know, like there's there's a jewel that they, that they found on her body. That uh, turned out to be from the Crown Prince sword. Crown Prince's sword. sword. Yeah. Uh, there's also the, the aspect that he was planning a coup of his father to, to, take, to take the crown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he, he had Sophie's locket on at, on her on him at the time. And yeah. like, again, as the audience, we saw this happen. So like we are we're already thinking, like, oh yeah, so you so yeah, this this dude this dude murdered her. 
Yeah, and Sophie's uh, Locket. Sophie's Lockett has a picture. We should let them know that uh, of uh, Edward Norton's character when he was a young boy, a, a kid. So oh, basically, oh, by the yeah. way, young, young, uh, the young Edward Norton played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh my God! Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, which we which we which we did not mention, but yeah, I was like, I'm like, who, like these kids, like, holy fuck, is that Kickass? Kick, yeah. I was gonna say Kickass's own. Oh my lord! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, the cop. So the cop confronts the crown prince. He said, "Like, look, uh, I know you killed her. I also know that you, I also know that you are playing to, you know, overthrow overthrow your father. I told him about it. They're coming to arrest you." And he's like, "I don't remember doing anything." And he shoots himself in the head. So he's like, "Okay, so the, the movie's over there." But then it keeps going because he gets this journal from this kid who says it's from Eisenheim. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, we tried to arrest Eisenheim. We found out that he's an illusion himself. We tried to he did some like Luke Skywalker Force Ghost shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he said like it's, this is general from Eisenheim. It's all about this one trick with this like growing orange that this cop was obsessed with. He was trying to figure out and he, he couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, what we find out, he starts to like re- like look at other like the, the events of the past couple of days, and what he real what we realize as the audience at the same time the cop realizes it, which is why I said I put cop protagonist because he basically is our eyes in the movie. What we realize is the crown prince didn't actually kill anybody. This was yeah. all an elaborate, an elaborate hoax in order to get Sophie out of this marriage. They yeah. drugged the prince, framed him for the murder, and then and, and yeah. implicated him in said murder. Yep. I mean, it's complete genius. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, again, I, this is a movie that I, I'll, 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 I hadn't seen this movie until we oh, did this. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I ne- I'd never seen it. And I didn't well, know the I, twist. I. Forgot the twist, so to me, I'll I'll go ahead. It, it, it kind of counts for me too as a first watch because I, it had been. Well, you're looking at 17 years since I've seen it, at least at least 15. If I if I watched it once on DVD, I'd be surprised. Um, but yeah, but yeah, crazy. So like, I, yeah, I was I was caught by surprise, and what I realized is the illusion wasn't also wasn't just on the cop like the illusion is basically like on the like the audience like when he says out like it's all an illusion kind of talking to us because like the entire movie is an illusion like the whole time we think the whole movie is going to be about like the tricks he's doing how he's doing it how is he contacting the dead is is he contacting the dead when really that's not what this movie's about yeah. it's about this cop investigating this murder and it's and like like a, like a good magician does it got us to look one way while they did something else the other way. I'm like, that's that's pretty brilliant, actually. Yeah, I mean, definitely a quick sleight of hand uh, on, on the filmmaker to get you to go one way, and we're going to go ahead and go the other way. Yeah, so I actually think like, yeah. the, the, the twist, the twist in this movie actually really did, really did a lot to elevate to elevate it in my in my eyes. Oh, it absolutely makes the film better. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I know. I I guess this ending is like pretty divisive am- amongst people, and I I can get it, like because like yeah, a lot of things he does we mentioned earlier, like they're not explained, like how like how is he summoning these things? How is he like making these orange trees grow out of nothing? Yeah. Like it's it's never said how any of this is happening, but also like that's not the point. Yeah. So you can only you only criticize that for that so much. I I do think that's a pretty like brilliant way to brilliant way to. You know, structure this whole this whole thing. No, and I, I, yeah, okay. no. I was gonna say when I watched it uh, again I, I, for either the second time, I'm guessing second or third, um, and I totally forgot about the twist ending. Was shame on me because uh, 
I, I like I said, I, I I do think it definitely elevates the movie. It definitely makes the film that much more uh, better just because of that. The sleight of hand that you think it's going this way, and you're like you're completely misguided, you know, deliberately, so that that they could reveal what really actually is happening. What is happening? You know what I mean? And it's wow, you know, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, we look at the prestige. So the prestige centers around the the feud between two magicians, Borden again, Christian Bale and Angier played by uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, this all started because like they work together. This all starts because uh, Borden uh, actually accidentally or maybe purposefully. We'll, t- we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, screws with a trick on stage and ends up killing Angier's wife. So, uh, so that basically kicks off this whole feud between the two of them, where like they just keep trying, they keep trying to fuck with each other's careers. Yeah, they're both both actually trying to sabotage each other's careers the whole entire movie. Yeah, so like, well, yeah, so like Angie, so like you know, board we have board only having a magic show where Angie goes and he sh- and Angie ends up shooting off his fingers. Yeah, and then and then Angie have a magic show in which Borden in which Borden will crash it and then rig a cage to explode and just shatter a woman's hand. Yeah, you would think that they would would start to catch on to the, all this and 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 look around more for for each other in, in disguises. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Yeah, and also a lot a lot of fake beards, a lot of fake beards and mustaches in this movie. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. So again, it goes back and forth, goes back and forth as you know they're. Their magical status like starts to like ro- like rise and ebb and flow and stuff like that. And what what really sets it off is Borden is able to pull off this one trick that Angier cannot figure out how he's doing. It's this whole transporting man thing where he goes into where he go where he throws a ball goes into one door that's like fifty feet away from another door and he yeah. comes out the other door and then catches the ball that he threw to himself. And like Angier cannot figure out how he's doing this. So Angier goes to consult Tesla, like, oh, look, I need something bold, something, like, game-breaking. That's when Tesla introduces something that will either make or break the movie for anybody watching. He introduces this cloning, this replicating machine. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we don't find it out. We don't find out, like, what this thing really is, but Angier uh, is doing this trick where he fall where he falls in its, into a hole offstage stage. And then reappears like in the audience, like in, like in the in the rafters of the audience, like a hundred feet away. And it's like okay, this is this is like next level shit. Yeah. So we find out two things at, at the end at the end of this. Well, one, uh, we find out that uh, there's this one like water tank under the thing where he under the stage where he's like, you know, where he falls into, like the trap door uh, or whatever. Falls, yeah, the trap door where he falls into. There's a water tank under it. He falls into it. Board like boarding goes to see a show. He falls into the tank, and the tank locks, and yeah. he can't find the key. He can't get him out. Angier dies, and Borden's and Borden's framed for his murder. Yep. Uh, Borden's framed. Borden's framed for his murder. Uh, he cut. Uh, his daughter, who's on the outside, already lost her mom because she died for reasons we'll talk about in a second. Uh, she died, and he's adopted by this other guy. Who is Angier? He's like, what the fuck is going on? We find it, yeah, the machine that Tesla made was a, rep- a replicating machine. What Angier is doing is he's basically like cloning himself and killing himself, killing himself. to pull off this trick. Yeah. And this is a great combat to what uh, Borden is doing because we find out the, we find out the trick behind, behind the transporting man trick. Borden has a twin. Yeah. That nobody knows about. Yeah. 
Although it's kind of funny watching this, well, watching this in hindsight because there's always a guy right next to him who looks a lot like Christian Bale. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising because you kind of, I don't know. I mean, you kind of can see it, but you you don't you don't know or you, you think you know, you know? Yeah, you think you know. You're like, just like, it looks kind of like Christian Bale, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's not, you know? Because there's that yeah. one guy that's not Hugh Jackman that is literally not Hugh Jackman who looks a little bit like Hugh Jackman. Who's played, who's played by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> no, not so. – not that one. Uh, it was the it was the other guy. Um, it's not the stunt double, right? Not the stunt. No, 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 not not him. The the other guy kind of looks like him. I can't think of his name. He's a tall, kind of like Hugh Jackman's build. Uh, no, yeah, because like I know Hugh Jackman has that other character who's like the double the drunk. Ranger. The the yeah, yeah the, that the was drunk. Hugh, that was Hugh Jackman. I know that. I'm saying there's another guy that kind of kind of kind of like looks kind of resembles a Hugh Jackman in the movie. I oh, got now, okay. now I got to look it up cuz yeah. But anyways, so yeah. Uh so uh Borden Borden confronts we find out that yeah, he had this twin that nobody knew about that they lived that they basically like lived the same life. So when when Angier shot off Borden's fingers, he had to like knock off his brother's fingers. That Owens character, Roger oh, Re- yes, looks a lot like him. A little bit, yeah. But yeah, so uh, yes, yeah. yeah, so, so uh, he could he confronts him about it. Uh, he the other Borden is is hung, so Borden's technically dead. Uh, he shoots Angier, burns down the theater, so the trick can't happen anymore. Yeah, and basically, yeah, and we see just the movie ends with us seeing just how many times Angier has essentially killed himself for this, yeah, and how many different like tanks there are of just dead, yeah, Hugh, Hugh Jackman corpses that's floating in there. But yeah, I this twist fucking blew my mind. This twist was boy did this bang. This was a it's this was so, a banger. There's so saw many levels to this because we find out you know like uh, Rebecca Hall's character she she killed she killed herself because of because she felt she was living a lie because you know we see, yeah. and like going back and watching the movie a, a second time knowing that there are two different Bordens it, it puts why. a lot of things in different context because like yeah like okay well it's like when he's when he cares about. You know when he's, when he's Hall, being loving to yeah. his wife. Yeah, that's the other one was being loving to Scarlett Johansson. That's that's the other one. There's also a, a theory that the argument they're having about the knots in the beginning. In the beginning, there's yeah. a theory that the board that ties the knot on the stage was not there for that conversation, which is why it didn't work. Huh. Which is why she. Which is why Angier's wife couldn't get out of the knot. Huh, okay. Again, there's there's not a lot of evidence to support that, but like it wouldn't make sense. Like, and this is just like it, like just it just recontextualizes the entire movie. So when you go back and watch it, you're just like, oh yeah, I get it. And like, there's a lot of foreshadowing too. Like in the scene where you have that scene where the bird gets killed in the in the in the trick cage. Yeah. And that kid's like, oh no, like you killed it. Like, oh yeah, that, that's that's perfect foreshadowing for like what Angier is going to do to himself later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said, it, it's more. There's a lot more. It's more elaborate, you know what I'm saying, uh, of a film, for 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 that uh, for the payoff. You know what I mean? There's yeah, a lot, and that that one would definitely require more of a rewatch. I think than the Illusionist would be the prestige. Yeah, the show. Illusionist, like the one you watch, you get it. It's like okay, but like yeah, like the Prestige throws it for such a loop. You're just like, I have to rewatch this right now. Yeah. So I think with that in mind, I gotta get the point of the illusionist. No, sorry, I gotta get the point of prestige. The prestige. No, I was gonna say, yeah, absolutely the prestige on this one. Um the fact that you can set that up and at the end, I'm just like, 
holy shit like you just like, wow like like i don't know nolan does it again like it's one of those things where it's just like geez it's just such a it, it sticks with you i i remember i remember seeing that and i didn't know how because again it had been like 15 years since i've seen the prestige and um it had been one of those ones where i kind of i did kind of i remembered enough that i'm like oh wait okay yeah 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 you know what i mean yeah uh, so moving on to our, I mean, Prestige has already won this. I've already won this game, but because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's up three to one against Illusionist. But we will do the last category anyway. The last category we're talking about is is thematic thematic presence or themes. We'll say. Okay. Now there is like one theme that both these movies have in common, which is strange, which is uh, the it's the slob versus snob. It's it's the it's the upper class versus the lower class. Classism is a big yeah. thing in both of these. In the Illusionist, uh, the thing that's separating uh, Eisenheim and Sophie is is like you know their status, their so, their social status. Angier was he was he was a peasant. He's born he's born from nothing. Uh, Sophie again, we talked about she's a, she's a duchess. She's royalty, so that's the one reason they can't be together. Uh, meanwhile, the way that the Prestige analyzes classism is that we see just how. We see how like uh, people of high class kind of like abuse their status to like get ahead because Angier like is a well to do. Yeah, yeah, like Angier, like he he has it. He's good. He's got money. Borden's the working class one. Yeah, he's the one that's fighting tooth and nail to to make it. Yeah, so like it it like, it, 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 it it that does fuel their that does fuel their rivalry in a way. But it's all, but yeah. But on the swing side of it, though, classism also fuels the love between the in the illusionists too. Though I mean, so it's like, man, yeah, yeah. But I feel like we've seen that kind of classism of classism before. I mean, that's just it's pretty yeah. standard. It's, it's fairly standard. Whereas like this is like this is the I take oh, yeah. Mode. But like also the other the other one you have in the prestige, which is the most ever present theme in the movie, is the theme of obsession. Yeah. Where like it's just the it's these two guys who can only draw think about each other and nothing else. Yeah. Like it 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 keeps them it keeps them up at night, it drives them, it's their it's fuels their ambition. They like their rivalry is their reason for being. Like that that feeds into the whole thing with with, with the twins aspect where it's like, yeah, you can clearly tell like one twin is more obsessed with rivalry than, than the other. Yeah, and I do think that's just a fascinating thing, and it's also like you know where we see like we see that the, the entire movie. It's just it's the question of how far are you willing to go to be the best? No, and uh, yeah, I mean I completely agree. Like, like spare, uh, spare no expense type thing, you know, and that's the prestige. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know how how deep can you go? How bad do you want that? You know. Yeah, how bad do you, how bad do you want it? How far are you willing to go? Yeah, and like, how much of yourself are you willing to give up to to be to be on top? Because, I mean, we see what what Angie's what we see like both men are willing to do, like they're both willing to like publicly fuck with each other's careers. Like Angie's willing to, uh, I'm sorry, Borden's willing to cut off the fingers of both himself. No, he didn't cut his own fingers off. He's willing to cut the fingers off his brother. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean. Come on, that's love. <laughs> that's love. Look, no, the, the, the brother's only willing to let him do it. That's love. <laughs> uh, there's that, and also like Angier, where he's willing to like just turn this like whole new science and just like 
c- commit like a very public suicide every single night for a hundred nights just to be the best mag- magician in London. Crazy. I think that's just like an insane way to go. Uh, I mean, I, I, you, you get it with uh, the illusions. We've, we've seen that kind of story played out a lot, but again, like this whole story with, with, with obsession and, you know, just like rivalry. Like we've we've seen this, we've seen this done. But we don't see it done like this well. I think like this is a great example of this. Like Heat's a great, Heat's another great example of it because like I think that I think I bring up Heat a lot because I think Heat's. We talked about it in our yeah. episode. I think Heat's like like the epitome of what Smooth's trying to accomplish. But this is just this is like on a whole new level. So I mean, thematically speaking, I gotta give the edge to the Prestige. Yeah, I agree too. I think it's just there's just more. Uh, layers to the onion in this one so i'm i, I get the prestige too absolutely so uh let's, let's get our final thoughts on both so let's, let's start with the uh, unfortunate loser of of this double feature let's talk about let's talk about the illusionist so uh russell final thoughts on this movie i liked it i i really did um i'm kind of you know with like almost like a, a rewatch it was almost like a first watch um i i, I like edward love uh, edward norton as an actor um, I think, you know, him and Giamatti play well off one another. Um, and um, I just, I, I do like the film. I, I buy the Jessica Biel love interest. Um, I do like how things aren't explained in this one, as we were saying in the review. Um, and I, I love the uh, the payoff at the end that, you know what I mean? That, that she's not dead. I like that. I, I, I like that whole, um, that whole aspect of that. You know what I mean? I just I remember watching that and being like, holy shit, that's really you know, wow, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the illusion is just fine. I think I think these movies obviously pair well with one another. I, and they absolutely would make a good double feature, like watching just back to back, not not just in our review, but just even watching them back to back. Yeah, I like the illusionist though. I think it's a pretty solid film. Something I will admire is the whole as the stylistic approach to the illusionist where like you you can like have these movies si- just like one shot from these movies side by side and you'll know instantly which one is the illusion which one is the prestige. They're both their own film, you know what I mean? Nobody's trying to copycat or duplicate, you know what I mean? I think these films stand alone and they both yes, they both have the same center theme of, of they center around magic, magicians, you know. Um but they both stand stand on their own. They're not trying to you know, one up uh, each other. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they both stand, stand alone. I, I, that's why I like, I like, I do like the illusionist though too. Yeah. So for, for the illusionist, uh, again, this is the first time I actually like sat down and watched it. I knew of the movie. I didn't know the twist of it. I knew of the film. Uh, I think, I think it's actually, actually pretty solid. I, I, yeah. I, I love the, I love the setting of it. I think the production is actually, actually really good. Edward Norton's really good in the movie. Uh, I, yeah, I feel like his supporting cast is kind of lacking uh, if I'm being completely honest, but I do think like stylistically the movie's like, got a, like, a really interesting feel to it. I like the magic, I like the magic aspect of it, and I do think again I can't say enough good things about the ending because I think the ending will really puts this movie over for me as far as being like okay yeah and I actually like really would recommend this just because yeah you know like just just because I think the ending does do a lot to really elevate the film as a whole yeah I agree. Uh, so yeah, and let's give our final thoughts on the prestige. So Russell, start with you. Yeah, I mean this is just a banger, man. Like uh, that that twist ending at the end is like like jaw dropping, um, showcasing of acting. I mean, I think we already talked about it. You know, Bale and, and Jackman both perfectly cast in this film. Both deliver solid performances. You know, the females in the film, Rebecca Hall is amazing. 
Uh, Scarlett Joe is great. Um, even like you, like you even said, you know, Andy Serkis, David Bowie, on and on and on. Michael Caine. Um, this movie, I like the fact that this movie explains more in depth the magic. Um, you learn a little bit more. Like it's almost like almost like how to be a magician. Almost, you know, what I mean, it's, it's it's setting up to show you how they do pull these feats off, um, which I like. That it's a it's a it's a peek behind the curtain. You know, you're you're, you're wondering how these these two magicians, completely different upbringings can you know do this and and really transfix the audience to really just you know uh, just showcase their talents and I, I like the way that Nolan does this one this is a lot more elaborate like I said before but uh, definitely I mean definitely just a fantastic film super underrated uh, Nolan yeah I again I, I was actually like pretty thrilled to see this this one won because beside the Dark Knight this is my favorite Nolan movie. Yeah. I think this film is. I remember, like, when I saw it, I'm just like, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" And like, I watched it again, like, for, for the show, but, like, up, like, fairly recently, like before before we even did this. I'm just like, "Okay, holy fuck, this movie is a, this movie's fucking awesome." Like, yeah, I was, like, it's I was, like, Dark Knight, and then Prestige right right behind that. I don't think I, I think you're right. I, I, don't, I don't think people give it enough love to the Prestige because, no, yeah, I think I think the, I think the structure's brilliant. I love the dynamic between the two men. Supporting cast is excellent. Uh, I love the people behind the curtain, behind the you know, magicians, and like I love how like yeah. they, he goes to great care to portray everything as, quote unquote, real, but also like you know, like nothing he shows isn't nothing he shows isn't you know, plausible besides besides of course the replicating machine, like, yeah, it's kind of like what no one does like he's he like he didn't just like, he didn't just like make this movie like he made it so, like where like these actors were actually doing these magic tricks, yeah, and like actually other- doing doing these things the other thing in the movie another great scene that we didn't talk about though is when you see the stack of hats and the cats you're like holy shit this yeah. machine works the machine works like oh, it yeah does, like, even yeah. in the beginning even the beginning of the movie where you see like all those hatches like what does it, it do anything and then you get, get, the oh. get to the later and it's like oh shit it works ties it in ties it in you're like oh my god it's just it's one of those Hits you in the stomach moment. You're like, holy shit! Yeah, it's like, wow. Yeah, it, it totally I, I, I love, I love the structure of this movie. I think that the way the, twi- the twist is revealed, I think, is excellent. Yeah. Uh, there is, I think, it's infinitely rewatchable. I, I would, I would watch this movie again right now. Honestly, <laughs> I think this movie yeah, is that it, good. No, I, I agree. And kind of what you said to go back and just at least even see how the characters play off one another to see which you know Christian Bale is on the screen. You know, what I mean, it's, it is, it is great. Um, yeah, to see, and yeah. even to see like all like the real life hands, like like when they see, go see that that Asian magician, yeah, that's actually based on like a real dude, oh, or like yeah. this this like this this dude, this 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 white guy, he pretended to be a Chinese man his yeah. entire life, uh, and like the only the only word he ever because like he did, he tried to do that whole like magic bullet catch thing, and the yeah. only words English he ever spoke were oh god I've been shot, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but like I just think that attention detail is just like so emblematic of like the kind of like filmmaker and the kind of dude Nolan is, and like he just he crafts these like incredible, incredible movies most of the time. Dunkirk, Dunkirk, Dunkirk was standing most can't of the time. To, can't wait to shit on that movie. Anyway, no, uh, um, but no, how how well crafted, how how gentle oh, yeah. you were to to construct this film, how attention to detail you were. It's just exactly. God, it's, and like it's I said, like so over a hundred and forty different time jumps, and you have no problem following this film. I think I think just that's incredible. 
No, you know you're jumping. You don't realize that many times, and you're like, "Holy shit!" But um, yeah, it's just the attention to detail, just the 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 gentle craftsmanship it took to probably make this film, and just to to tell this story. Oh man, it's just like like I said, this is super underrated. Uh, Nolan Jam for sure. Um, I know I God, I really like Inception too, and I probably would put Inception maybe over it. I don't know though. Rewatching this one really does make me uh, Inception. Can't... Inception is great. But you yeah. know Leonardo DiCaprio is in, in Inception, so I'll take I'll take this. You're a hater, anyway. Um, but yeah, definitely what it was one of those ones though for sure that uh, definitely underrated gem. So yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so that's it for our review section of the show. We're actually not done because Russell actually has a game for us. I've, I've been told. How about that one? Yeah. Now usually, Chance always comes back and it's like, hey, you know what? I have but the show's not over yet, folks. Okay, because what we're gonna do here, we're gonna have a game, and. Yeah. I just thought that this would be kind of fun to read you a synopsis, and you got a, te- a synopsis of a movie that okay. contains magic in it. Okay? okay, so I thought, hey, you know, double feature, illusionist, prestige. I mean, what better way? So let's go ahead All right. and, and, and re- read you a synopsis and see what we got. I'm a, I got ten. I have no idea what ten because I'm kind of just doing this on the cuff here, but that's okay. All right. So now that your first movie, based on a synopsis. A ventriloquist is at the mercy of his vicious dummy while he tries to renew a romance with his high school sweetheart. Oh. I know what this movie is, too. Is, is, that, is that dead silence? It is not dead silence. Are you ready for this? Hold on. Hold on. Dragon. Okay. A ventriloquist at the mercy of his dummy. At, at his vicious dummy while he tries to renew a romance with his high school sweetheart. Oh, God. And, and yes, yeah. this movie exists. Have I seen it? No. Have you seen oh, it? Probably yeah. not. But God, it's God. It was the first one I had to put on here. Okay. I, it, All right. What, what, uh, is is Pup Master? I don't know. The movie is called Magic. The movie stars Anthony Hopkins with Anne Margaret, and the movie is directed by one Sir Richard Attenborough. Oh, I've heard of this movie. Yes. Okay. okay. Is that what it's about? Holy shit! I want to watch this now. So I just thought I thought that that was the one that, like I said, kind of the one I thought I was like, oh, I got to put this out here because this is God. That just seemed too fun not to put it on there. I know it was probably oh, like it, a deep. It, it's, on, it's on Peacock. Fuck yeah! All right, let's do I, it. This seemed like a deep pool, so I was like, yeah. Okay, let's so, go. Uh, all right, so I'm, I'm I'm on one right now. So it's all right. What else we got? That's okay. That's all right. We got this. There's there's, there's right. ten, right? So I can, I can still there, win. There there is ten, so you're not out of it yet. Okay, the next movie. A private detective gets more than he bargains for when he encounters Philip Swan, a performer whose amazing illusions captivate the world, but they are not really what everyone thinks. Okay, so. Oh, damn. Philip Swan. We're going to go. We'll go a little bit easier after this one. Now, this one, these are still like big names, yeah. though. So this is still, oh, this no, is yeah. still pretty good. I'm 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 I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm sure it is. So, oh damn! Can can I, can I get a repeat? Okay, a private detective gets more than he bargains for when he encounters Philip Swan, a performer whose amazing illusions captivate the oh. world, but they are not really what everyone thinks. Oh damn! Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, do you want a year? Maybe yeah, a year sure. would solidify it. 1995. Mm. 
know. I know. I know. You're going to say it. I'm going to like, yeah, fuck yeah, it is. But okay, what is it? Lord of Illusions. Damn it. I know that one. With one Mr. Quantum Leap himself, Scott Bakula. Also yeah. directed by Clive Barker. Yeah. All right, let's go a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll go a little bit not as hard. Those are those are those are a little bit tougher. Okay, so the, 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 I start I started in hard mode. Okay. You start in hard, so like I said, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to <laughs> throw some I'm gonna throw some good ones out here. Okay. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, let's do this one. I just had, well, no, that 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 gives it away in the title, so let's not do that one. Disregard. Do, 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 do. Alright, this will be yeah, the, this one. This will this will be fun. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Three single women in a picturesque village have their wishes granted at a cost when a mysterious and flamboyant man arrives in their lives. That wishmaster. We're gonna go with that final answer. No, right, I'm gonna give. I'll give. I'm gonna give you a year too. You ready? 1987. Three single women in a picturesque village have their wishes granted at a cost when a mysterious and flamboyant man arrives in their lives. Boy, I'm hitting some good ones. This is this is good. 1987. I was trying to toss up a little bit of an easier one. I I, uh, I wouldn't have. I oh, wouldn't have done one. oh no 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 no! That's just, oh, just fucking you. share share the one with share. Come. Get it? Come on. Which is the music? Which is the music? There you go. You got it. There you go. <laughs> why is share? Why is share the one I pulled out of that movie? That's all right. So it's share Susan Sarandon and Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer and Jack Nicholson is your flamboyant man director George Miller. George Miller. All right. See, this is fun. This is, fun. This is very fun. Let's see what we got here. I'm going to try to figure out. All right, this one. Let's go with this one here. Uh, okay. We'll go with it. Two witch sisters raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town face closed-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them from ever finding lasting love. Practical magic? Correct. All right. All right. Let's see. Not just movies that have the word magic in it, though. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what the next one is. I, I would have had that either way because I, like, I do like practical magic. That is a very good film. Um, let's go with this one because I, I like this one. You should be able to get this one. In a countryside town bordering on a magical land, a young man makes a promise to his beloved that he'll retrieve a fallen star by venturing into the magical realm. Retrieve a fallen star. Yes. You've definitely heard this movie, and I guarantee you probably you had to have seen this movie. Can you say it again? In a countryside town bordering on a magical land, a young man makes a promise to his beloved that he'll retrieve a fallen star by venturing into the magical realm. Oh, wait, Stardust. Hell yes. There you go. You're catching <laughs> stride that. now. There catching we go. Stride. That's, a good, that's, a, that's a good one. All right, so you are at three that you've gotten right out of five. So you are, you're cooking right now. 
All right, let's see where I want to take this game. Uh, let's see, I feel like these ones. No, no, no. There were so many movies that I was like, I was kind of like, eh, I'll just, I'll go, I'll do it on the cuff, and then like, I'll have a list, and then I can read a synopsis of it. You know what I mean? All right, let's go with this one. Let's see if this one's a good one here. Okay. You should be able to do this one. An FBI agent and an Interpol detective track a team of illusionists who pull off bank heists during their performances and reward their audiences with the money. That's now you see me. That is now you see me. Okay. I saw that one. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Let's see what we got here. What a what a fucking movie! Now you see now you see me, and then now you see me too. Oh two different films god all right how about this one a veteran vegas magician tries to revive his career after his longtime partner quits he gets fired from his casino act and an edgy new street magician steals his thunder is that the one with nicholas cage no a veteran vegas magician oh that's oh wait no i got it i got it it's the incredible the incredible burt wonderstone correct all right, so now you've already gotten. You're at 500 already. No matter what, you could lose these next three. I could lose the next two, and I still won't lose the game. Okay, we don't play okay. for ties. We play for the win. We play. We want the ball? We're going to score. I want the ball? I'm going to score. All right, here we go. A preteen's life turns upside down when he befriends the new girl in school, and they imagine a whole new fantasy world to escape reality. Where's Terry Bithia? Correct. Yeah, yeah we is, win the game. He is he has won his magician game. <laughs> uh, movies about magic. Okay. So now let's see what we got here. The real magic is friendship and the friends I made along the way. <laughs> there you go. You ever seen um, that movie? You've seen it, right? Which one? What? Bridge Terry Bithia? No, I have not. You've never seen it? I know, but I know I know I've I've heard of it. I've just never seen it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Actually, actually pretty good. All right, let's see what we got here. Oh, this is a lot easier. They actually have a list on. Well, this would have been a lot easier uh, earlier. <laughs> reset, uh, reset the game. Seriously. Oh man. Okay. Let's see what we got here. All right. <laughs> Never mind, because you were just talking about that. Never mind. Ah, oh, shit. Okay. That, that that would have been a good one. I actually, oh, I'll give it to you anyway. Why not? A Las Vegas magician who can see into the future is pursued by FBI agents seeking to use his abilities to prevent a nuclear terrorist attack. This is the Nicholas Cage one. And this connects the illusionist actress. Oh, it was, wasn't this, wasn't she? I can't think of the yep. fucking title. It's okay. But people, 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 yeah, people who are not, have not seen this movie. It's the fucking dumbest thing because Nicholas Cage character always be like, I think like two minutes in the future. Yes. So, like, yeah, yeah. You can't act on anything. No. Um, is, it, is it called Next? It is called Next. And we, we yeah, have okay. to talk about this one because this movie is so bad, though. But it, it has like an underground cult like following to it because I've seen a lot of movies. Like I've seen a lot about this movie that people post like like Next being like, oh, the super underrated uh, Nicolas Cage movie, blah, 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 from 2007. Yeah. Okay. It's just like the weirdest thing where just like, yeah, it's in the future, but two minutes. That doesn't give me time to act on anything. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no time to change anything. It's like, oh, okay, maybe I, yeah, maybe I don't go to the bathroom. Like, I don't know what, what do I do? You know, maybe, like, I, maybe uh, I don't, maybe I don't get toast. Yeah, uh, do I, I, I don't need the chocolate bar, I guess. I don't know. All right, let's see what we got here. How many is that so far? That is nine. So you are, you're knocking it out right now. You got eight, out, like, so, so you, you've gotten seven out of 10. Like I said, I just think that this will be fun. All right, here we go. All right, the next one. one. The, the last one. This will be fun. All right, let's look it up here. Okay. During her family's move to the suburbs, a sullen 10-year-old girl wanders into a world ruled by gods, witches, and spirits, a world where humans are changed into beasts. I was going to say Coraline, but that's not Coraline. I think it's Spirited Away. That is spirited away, correct, and that commen- that that ends the mad- movies that contain magic in it, with chance getting a whopping eight out of ten. After the first two were really really tough ones, I I, I did kind of want to make it a little bit more fun and not just so it's like oh god those are really tough, but yeah, I just thought it'd be kind of fun. Uh, ties in with our magic theme, so why not? All right, so that's gonna do it. For, that's gonna do it for us here today. Uh, Russell, our plug for head up. Yeah, notorious by chance on Facebook is the group that we post uh, to. Uh, we're gonna put a new poll up. I think we're gonna do the one I thought maybe that I suggested. We'll see. Um, we'll can also find, yeah, also can find us notorious by chance on YouTube. I believe a left side, strong side new live stream was uh, just posted yesterday. It was, yes. so, so so check that one out. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. And then you guys can also find us. I know we've been a little bit dormant on the TikTok, but we are uh, Notorious by Chance at NBC Podcast there. Uh, also, Twitter, NBC Podcast, or X, I believe now we call it. Uh, uh, but it's, find still us there. it's still Twitter. So, yeah, that's where you guys can find us. Find me on Twitter, underscore 91. And, yeah, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.